My big question for today is, what are the steps? Well, how do I say this? What is the end goal? We, we need to begin with the end in mind for this course, for overcoming satanic shyness. We need to identify what is the results that we want the student to go through, to have, to experience a transformation. No shyness at all. Cameron, are you um, writing this down? Praise the Lord, you're doing good at taking notes. No shyness at all. What does that look like? Bold person. Bold for Christ? Bold. Yeah, you're not, you're not afraid to speak up. Not ashamed of the gospel. Yeah, to share, to give an answer for your faith. Ooh, to give an answer for your faith. Okay. Not afraid to use your talents. Yeah. Hmm. What about you, Kamran? What do you see that overcoming satanic shyness, what would that do for your life if you had complete and total victory over this? Well, it would... It would what would it... Wait, wait. Say it again. What would it look like in your life if you had complete and total victory over... Satanic shyness. Maybe that's a good question we should ask at the beginning of the course. Probably. Start with the why. Start with the. This is basically the end result. Yeah. Casting the vision mm -hmm. in their mind because that vision motivates them to be to like. Continue. Yeah. yeah. It's like what we were talking about the event for GYC. It's like Janet like saw it. She's like, I see it, and she said, I see. It. So there was a vision that she had, and it was just like so motivating. Me like I'm ready, and that's what we want to do with. What would your life look like when satanic shyness is completely eradicated from your life and you've overcame it entirely? How would your... Maybe this could, be, this could be one of the assessments. This could be one of the assignments at the beginning. It's like, how would your relationship look like with your loved ones, with your family? What would... What talents would you be able to use for God's glory if you had complete victory over satanic shyness? What talents would you be able to use for God's glory? Or unbury. <laughs> what talents could you unbury? Let's <laughs> use some watchwords that um, they would understand. This is kind of the difference between preaching and teaching. Um, like, what is what is other areas in the life that people would want to grow or people would want to like develop or how? Like, what are the areas that satanic shyness affects? It affects like how you interact with people, uh -huh. your social, your yeah. social skills. Obviously, that's like everything. Um, Does it affects yourself completely? 
How does it affect yourself? The way you think about yourself. Okay, so like your character, your identity, your mm -hmm. self-image, your capabilities. Like what would you be capable of accomplishing? You could accomplish so much more without the shyness. Yeah. Wow. Imagine, like, you shall know the truth and the truth will make you free. Imagine just setting, like, making free an entire army, a legion of young Christian soldiers from satanic shyness, just being free and uh, by the thousands. The effort that we do that this would, one like, time. That would, like, finish the work. It would finish the work. <laughs> that's right. And, and that's so true. Um, and what's in encouraging is that the one time that we do this, we, we do this one time, and it can reach, there's no limit to who it can reach. It's all marketing from there. Just a matter of getting this OVO, this, like this link in front of as many people as we can, and having the messaging and just tweaking, fine-tuning messaging, the emails, just little things, so that they convert better. Because that's evangelism. It's converting. Conrad, can you think of any areas that um, satanic shyness affects people? Here's a blood. There's like health, there's finances, there's uh, personal, there's like character, there's family, there's social, there's uh, ministry, there's spiritual. Does shyness affect the health? Mm -hmm. How? Stress. It creates stress. Ooh, creates stress. And that affects people's digestion. It affects their sleep. It affects their uh, trusting in God. So that's like the mm -hmm. laws of health. Okay, I can see that. So creating stress. Hmm. What's the shyness? Wow. And it limits God's power. It's, it's, it, it weakens our faith. Or it is a manifest doubt or lack of faith. Hmm. That's interesting. Not to mention the Revelation 21 verse. <laughs> that was intense. Um, oh, 21 verse 5? Is it verse 5? The, the fearful and unbelieving? Yeah. yeah. Um, but we won't go there because... Uh, it keeps people from taking opportunities that they otherwise would, would, would have taken. Yes. It does. Opportunity. Keeps people from taking opportunities that they otherwise would have taken. And we're going to be held accountable for the opportunities we could have taken if they were improved. God wants us to be all that we can be for, for Him. And how much we limit God's ability to work through us by the satanic shyness. So you know what that, you know what that means? I'm starting to realize this is what's stopping us from finishing the work. This is part of it, not the thing, but yeah. this is one of the things. That's why I'm saying we can give the gospel to the world. Yeah. So what that tells me too is as a ministry, I'm always thinking like, what are, what is the enemy? What is the, our warfare? Like what, what do we need to attack? And our weapon, like our enemy is Satan because the word Satan means enemy. 
but satanic shyness makes sense. So we need something common that we can all unite with to throw rocks at the enemy that really binds a community when we are, when we're, you know, attacking this characteristic trait. Unchristlikeness in any form, but especially unchristlike characteristics that hinder the spreading of the gospel, the finishing of the work. That's what would unite the army of youth. That's interesting. So it's, it's kind of neat that like this course is basically like a big sword. It's like an armory. It's a, like, it's just, it's just like you send in, you, you send in a troop through the course and then they leave a soldier. <laughs> and they're just marching against the war. That, that's kind of an interesting visual. Yes? In terms of like finances. Uh-huh. And yeah, finances. There's, there's things you can do. Yeah. For finances, have being shy really closes a lot of doors that would otherwise have been you could you would have been open to. Like for me, for instance, when I was looking for a job, I was very particular about what I wanted because I didn't want to be oh. upfront interacting with people. That's so true. <clears throat> so it limits your your job opportunities. It definitely limits the. Uh, how many books can get in for co-porting? How about like family? Yeah, family. How does it affect our family? Could we be so shy that we um, don't open up to our family so we feel alone and isolated <laughs> in our own home? Because we're afraid of what our parents are going to say so we don't have a counselor or a mentor or someone who could we can confide with. I mean, yeah. I mean, the lack of communication is part of distrusting, and distrust is connected. Like, there's a healthy kind. There's like a healthy reserve, but then there's an unhealthy reserve too. So, I mean, there's a balance for every side. How else would shyness affect the family? And and we're, we're just kind of throwing some things out here because maybe that doesn't fit, but I mean. Yeah. I think it does. It does? Um, okay. Because, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Who's more likely to forget? Yeah, I don't know. I'm more likely to forget. <laughs> okay, go, go ahead. ahead. Probably. I don't know. Go for it. Um, but I know that for me, me being shy, even in my own home, has prevented me from from opening up in ways that I should and could have uh, to my family about, you know, things I was concerned about or mm-hmm. any things that, that I would have liked to have been changed. Uh-huh. Um, and because of shyness, these things weren't communicated, and so... I was living with like a weight on my shoulder that I decided because of shyness to live with that I didn't have to live with. Wow. Burdens will be lifted as we point people to the cross. It's 
is great. Oh yeah, examples of Christ. As much as we can uplift Christ, the cross, his life, his teachings, his words, his parables. About how things connect. What were you going to say with your family? I was just thinking about like my family. Uh-huh. A lot of us are um, pretty shy. And when we, when we learned about the truth, because uh-huh. of like how we were received... In, in a lot of ways. Received um, by other people? Yeah. As you change your views on things? Uh-huh. Yeah. We kind of just withdrew ourselves from everyone. And yeah. we didn't really interact with people. So it really affects how you... Um, like God said that a family is worth more than... Like a well-ordered family is... Um, worth more than like all the sermons preached combined and it really affects that because they're just in their home in their own community they're not like letting their light shine Mm. um, like to other people it's true in the community fear of rejection really um, causes a lot of shyness and causes a lot of uh, the gospel not going to the world. That's one of the big things. So I, I threw out a survey to several people about evangelism. What's your biggest challenge? What's your biggest fear? They're just like, I'm afraid of them saying no. I'm afraid of being rejected. And they're just like, wow. So we got to have some rejection classes, like a whole lesson on just rejection, how to deal with it. Cause yeah, and the thing is, it's harder when everyone knows you than if they don't. Go ahead. You're right. And it's and it's hard for everyone to know you if you are increasing in favor with God and man. If you are socially improving every day, you're talking to three new people every day, it's hard for everybody to know you because it's not going to happen. And that issue won't come up unless you meet. It only comes up when you stop meeting new people because, I mean, Everybody doesn't know us. It's like the only reason everybody would know us is when we stop meeting new people. Yeah. And the gospel isn't going to go to the world by just staying with the same five, ten people that we know. We got to branch out. We got to go into the deep. We got to be fishers of men. Why stand on this on the seashore when we can go out to the waters and cast our net upon many peoples, nations, multitude, and tongues? It's true. It is hard when everyone knows you. Mm-hmm. But shyness would prevent you from meeting new people. Definitely. And so it's prevents the just finishing that. of the work. Yeah. That's why I guess we were... There was like a big period of time in uh, my, my past where I, we just like stayed at home. That's what we did. Yeah. <laughs> it was just it's comfortable. isolated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Isolation is just so, such a lonely and dark place. It is. It's not good for man to be alone. God created us social creatures. We have social needs. And like a brother was mentioning that, if we are willing to live with a burden simply because we are choosing not to overcome this demon, then it's a... 
necessary. We can lift people's burdens. Like I'm excited to set some some young people free. It's be great. And and the more of this content we produce, the more traffic we could bring to the OVO, and the more people who could be set free. That's pretty cool. And that, that's the thing about sales too is that like you can have anything you want if you help others to get what they want help enough people to get what they want so like people want to overcome um, satanic shyness and here's a business principle just very solid business principle is that when you're doing things to help others that every product and service every product or service fundamentally is providing a solution to a problem so you're helping others so the more people you help the through your product the more products you're selling which the money is going to be a result that's not the thing that you chase after it's not the thing that you love you love helping people but because of your love helping people then the more people you help with your product, the more lives are transformed and the more um, support, the financial support means come in to support the ministry that God has for you through your business. That's why uh, Paul could say, be not slothful in business, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. Because our business could be a vehicle for service. So you have to ask yourself, well, how many people do I want to serve? Everyone. Mm -hmm. But we can't serve everyone. If we don't make the money, we can't sustain the message. Yeah. So really, the more you earn, the more people you're reaching. Those are kind of like a barometer. It's kind of like a, um, like a, like a thermostat that kind of shows you where you're at of how many, how many souls you've reached when you have a product that's serving people, which every good product is going to be providing solution. So that's a concept mentality shift where it helps you to realize you're like, okay, it's not wrong to make money, um, but actually it's wrong not to provide this service for people. And one of the things that prevents people from doing this is because one, they don't want to charge money. But what happens when they don't charge money? They have to spend their time their energy, their effort, their life to working a nine to five or doing something. Money has to like has to exist in order to pay for things. So they spend a lot of their time trading time for money, doing other things, then serving at the highest level that they can. Because we're charging for this, we're able to put the time, the energy, the resources, the effort and focus in creating the blueprint guides to to put together the, the training, have upgrade our equipment like if uh if uh an interactive smart board will improve the attention and engagement of the younger generation then it's the means that like selling eight subscriptions would allow us to pay for one smart board that would allow us to more effectively serve the army of youth so really the more you make the more you're able to help mm -hmm. so it's really just a resource of what you do with it and once I realized that distinction, it shifted the way I'm like, oh, wow. You start feeling like there's that concern where you're like, I don't want to be selfish. Like, it's like, well, you know, it's like our purpose in life isn't just to amass great wealth here. 
But when we realize that money is a talent that could be used, it's neither good nor bad, but it could be used for good or be used for bad. And the more money you have, the more good you can do. Um, it, money will actually just amplify whoever you are. If you're a bad person, you have more of it, you'll do more bad. Yeah. If you have a heart for finishing the work and you have more funds, then you, then you can, then you're able to f- support more of the gospel endeavors to you know, help more people. Like here, it was because God gifted someone with means that we're all able to be in this house to be able to do all these souls and the evangelism, the publications are going out door to door and online, and the Bible studies taking place over the phone, online, in person, is because someone was given the gift of means, and they decided to dedicate it, store their treasures in heaven, but on earth they use their means for the gospel. So I believe, personally, that the more of God's people who have finances that are consecrated to God, then those finances will be consecrated to God's service and the gospel can be finished. I believe that's God's plan. That's part of the process of finishing the work. Um, God owns a cattle on a thousand hills and all the gold and silver is mine, saith the Lord, but he does nothing without human uh, instrumentalities. So he's, everything we have belongs to God and when we recognize his ownership, then we're able to win more souls. That's, I just felt like, I know that was a big tangent, but I just wanted to share that because it was a big aha moment for me. So it actually, in a way, it's actually selfish to not get these programs into the hands of others because of all the benefits that they get when they overcome satanic shyness. And it's, it's kind of selfish to not um, provide it for a for a um, like a an expense or like ask for an exchange, um, because that will allow you to create this, to hire help to do this, to support, to get the equipment, the video, mm-hmm. the electricity that helps you to do this at a higher level. Yeah. And I was just like, wow, that made a lot of sense. Ministries who charge for their some of the stuff, they they just provide they just pack with the best that they can offer ministries that don't charge they don't serve as many people they're what they do produce is just kind of haphazard if that it's not quality so it serves less people um so we're okay so my question let me go back to the beginning what are the so I think we got a better picture of uh, what life would look like if we didn't have satanic shyness. That's what we were answering. Oh, I think we were talking about financially. That's how we got on that. Okay, that's good. Okay, I'm trying to figure out how did we get there. Um, so we saw with the family, we saw socially, we saw uh, financially. Um, is there any others that you want to say? Like health, uh, character, spiritually? Um, Let's talk about health. Health because of stress. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We saw health. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, stress creates a lot of issues. Okay, so that's good. So that's what life will be like. We can go over that. That could be part of, like, module one in in the beginning. And that would also be some of the sales messaging for 
for some of the other videos for people. That could be live videos, that could be the, the canvassing page, that could be canvassing video, that could be some of that, emails too. Um, but, the, but the first question we have to do to begin with the end in mind, that's the end goal. What would it take in order to accomplish that experience to where your trust is in God, not like the shyness is not stressing you out, and that you have the, the courage from God to take the opportunities that God is opening doors for you. Lord, have mercy. How many people don't oh, walk through the doors God provides because of shyness? And timidity and fearfulness and anxiety and all these things. Um, so your your family is closer. What would it take for families to be closer um, because they're not the shyness isn't uh, distancing people from communication? Um, what are the steps that it would take for people to um, have uh, to meet new people mm -hmm. and to feel comfortable with that? Yeah. If we could break it down to like four major steps, four like concepts, big, big picture concepts that if they can get this down, that down. like for instance, reclaim your 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 devotions. Step number one, eliminate distractions. Step two, find the time. Step three, make your devotions interesting. They're not necessarily in that order, but and then step four was be consistent, consistency. So like schedule and time and stuff. Well, anyways, consistency. So those are the steps. Those become the lessons. Does that make mm -hmm. sense? So what are the steps, big steps, that people need to get to overcome satanic shyness? And then we'll break mm -hmm. down those steps into smaller steps. And then in each topic, we'll, get, we'll teach three to five steps. So it's extremely, they're micro victories that people are able to get. One step. One step. Yeah, just one. Is, oh, yeah, yes, just one. Is to memorize scripture. Memorize scripture. That's great. Relevant scripture. All right, me memorize relevant scriptures, <laughs> and that goes along with like studying what is relevant, singing those those songs. Yeah, the scripture songs. That's what I was thinking about. Like gathering those promises. Yeah, memorizing scripture. That's very important. Fortify our minds with the truth. Because really what we're going up against is error. It's lies. It's fear. It's, mm -hmm. it's the it's opposite mindset. of faith and truth. Yeah. yeah, it's the wrong mindset. I believe, I don't know if this would be like, a, well, I know this wouldn't be a whole lesson, but I do believe a big thing is that people have to accept this is a satanic, this is satanic in nature. Like when okay. people realize that, they're like, whoa. It's like it's something that needs to be overcome. It's a satanic in nature. That is not a personality trait that you just live with and you're like, oh, okay. It's a character defect that needs to be overcame. That needs to be understood before they can overcome. Yes. That's kind of like the awareness. That would be in the beginning. In the beginning. That's right. That would be very in the beginning. What else would people need? What would be something they need to do to overcome this? 
Get out of their comfort zone. Get out of yeah, their comfort zone? That's the yeah. biggest thing because biggest if, they thing. Do, if they don't get out of their comfort th- zone, they're not going to overcome. Wow, I that's think amazing. The, the, one of the biggest things that has helped me is like even at church. Huh? Oh, vo- like volunteering, helping at church? Yeah. Participating? Like, yeah. Either doing, you, it can be as simple as doing prayer and testimony. I mean, for some people, it could be very fearful. I mean, it can it, be it speaking is. up during Sabbath school. Yeah. Yeah. You can start with the smallest things. Yeah. That, that needs to be written down. That's a good assignment. Your assignment today, is, this week, is at church. When it's the engagement time, no matter how you feel, claim the promise, say something. Or even, it could be simply praying. Like, you know, if... Um, Pray every day. Um... You know, if somebody asks, I don't know, I guess sometimes it's not like, um, I guess it's like family worship time, uh-huh. but I mean, some people don't have that. Most most of our people won't. Yeah. Although we'll promote it and reclaim your devotions. We'll be like, family worship, you gotta do it. But like anytime, like, you know, as, as a church, sometimes they like pray. Well, not really during church service, I guess. Like prayer meeting, but some people don't have prayer meetings either. Yeah, true. Uh, but but it doesn't hurt to write this down. It doesn't hurt to have it down. So like prayer meeting, Sabbath school, uh, anytime there's interaction at church, to be one of the people who raises their hands. Uh-huh. Some churches have it, some don't. Um, we can. I mean, some people's formats are a little different, but um, if we have it written down, then it might spark the idea for something else. Like when Jan is doing the worksheet or something, she might be like, oh, this is another opportunity. It doesn't hurt to jog your memory. Like, what are all the opportunities? Meet like, one new person a day. Oh, that would be great. <laughs> At meet, least one. Meet I a mean, new person a day. Talk, have a, like, talk to one stranger. Just yeah. like a... Talk to one stranger. We can say, um, while running errands, we can say talk yeah. to one stranger online. That could be easier at first. And then talk to someone in I, person. I don't find it easier. I find it harder. But I guess that's everyone's. Yeah, everyone's different. What about you, Conrad? Do you find it easier to talk to a stranger in person or online? Because I just think, like, I was talking to strangers online since I was, like, 10 years old playing video games. I didn't know any of those people. I know you weren't, though. I don't know. It, it was... At one point, it was harder to, to talk to people in real life. IRL. And then... As I started, like... Getting myself off of games, uh-huh. it became harder to talk with people online. Uh-huh. Okay, so he's experienced both transitions. <clears throat> That's good. Um... One thing that I learned, need to learn to do is speak up. Speak up. It's true. Use your voice. Yeah. Communication. Communicate. That's right. So let's write that down. We need to learn to speak up, communicate, which I do want to have. So I have. I shared with you guys like the um, the uh, what's it called? The aspiration line. The aspiration line. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. What's the aspiration line? 
I haven't heard of it. All right, Conlon. What's your guess? Well, based on the definition of aspire, which means to have great ambition or ultimate goal, to strive toward an end or condition, to rise high, to move upwards. Oh, now that you're drawing it, I remember now. So there, well, I remember some of it. You're trying to get them to a certain point, and there's a beginning, there's an intermediate level, and then there's an advanced level. And you just kind of work them through up the aspiration line. This is like our definite aim, right over here. An ultimate goal. Yeah, this is like God's ideal plan for the development. This is like the lifelong journey of Daniel, our avatar, and like where they would go, and uh, where they would need to become, and kind of like what, like finishing the work. That's really what why we're coming here together. It's kind of like the scale. Like, like, what scale? Like the value yeah. line? No, no what one scale? To ten. Oh, like 1 to 10. Yeah, yeah, it's like that for their life. For what they would need to be in terms of understanding their talents and using them for the Lord's service. This is their, uh, their journey. So this is how you can find, how you can create lifelong customers as well as lifelong students, as well as just helping them along their life. So as a beginner, when they're first getting started, what do they need to kind of go along this? So basically we're creating products and programs to help them at every phase. So some are beginners, they're terrified with satanic shyness, they are struggling and wavering in their devotions. Um, so devotions is like, this is fundamental, right? It's, it's basic. Um, and to really just revive or reclaim that so we're starting there we're creating a product and program for that maybe another in like intermediate might and like overcoming satanic shyness is kind of it's, it's basic like that 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 can get people open to this world of growth of the path to just shine more and more to the perfect day and just kind of like realizing mm -hmm. hey inspiring and then like you know i do want to serve others i want to live for christ and stuff like that so studying the bible is the foundation of all true education so we're starting there and then as we grow, it might be like, okay, now that you're overcoming satanic shyness, and now you're studying what's relevant, what's a natural response to studying really interesting things? You want to share it. You want to share with others. So we can have membership, program, and course on sharing with others. Uh, Bibles, Bible readings, maybe medical missionary training courses. We have something in there that would be advanced there. Um, Maybe that's like how to find speaking engagements. Um, that might be a modern publishing uh, class, because some people want to do some modern publishing, uh, utilizing that. And uh, then in advance, we're going through an aspiration line. It's the journey of Daniel Avatar through his life, uh, what he would do. So we're starting in the beginning, creating products and programs that will help him where he's at here, like how to study the Bible. Um, and how to overcome satanic shyness, just the basics to get them started. Then intermediate might be like like speaking for God, like communicating or preaching or teaching or, or giving Bible studies when you're studying really relevant, interesting things. You're naturally going to share with others, so we'll teach them how to share, medical mission work, something like that. And then advanced could be uh, 
like for those who have ministries, maybe learn leadership principles, organization principles, or maybe self-supporting industry principles. Like what we're teaching here is is pretty advanced in how to be able to be financially self-supporting in the work of evangelism. So, but that's what a lot of people want because like some ministry leaders, they know how to study, they can teach, they have been teaching, got a ministry, they need leadership and financial training. So that's the journey. I have a question. question. Yes. Not related to this though. Okay. I was supposed to have the kitchen. Oh, okay. Like, are we going to go with Del 2? Because um, that only gives half an hour. I was expecting that he would be here by now, so... Who? Uh, Andrew's supposed to be teaching right now. Maybe he doesn't no. know. No, I told him. I told him he requested that I fill in for him, because he still needs more time. He said a half an hour, but um, I know he's working on that, so... He's got a lot on his plate. We'll see how it goes. So there's six minutes to go until one thirty. We can close at one thirty. Oh. And then. And see if. Well, we'll just let him teach this evening, or he's oh. doing the missionary oh, meeting. Okay. okay. Yeah. And then that gives you more yeah. time for lunch, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and we covered some great, great I progress. I missed it. It's recorded. You can listen to it if you want. But, um, so we were asking the question, maybe five minutes, what is, what are some big steps, bit like maybe four steps or something, big picture, what are steps people need to experience and do to overcome satanic shyness so they can have that end result, so they can experience what we're seeking to transition them to. What was said was they need to, one, realize that, hey, this isn't Christ-like to, um, saying, like, to hide your talents because you're afraid of what others will think. Uh, and then another thing is memorizing scripture, gathering promises, studying what's relevant, um, singing scripture songs that are relevant to this. And it was also mentioned getting out of your comfort zone, which I'm like, this is great, get to teach a course on that. It's like a core message and principle I live my life by, yes. Um, are you counting arms? Okay, um, I know it's like a, a worldly thing where you have someone, it's, it's like that's how the world is trending. You see it in the movies, you see it in the cartoon, where it's like the underdog is the hero. So like people, they, they, they see it as a trend where they start out shy and quiet and timid and all of that and then they're they're deliberately doing that because they have they see that that works in the real world it's basically what this is this is underdog and then this is um so want them to get out of that worldly frame of mind yeah where it's like they say i started shy and innocent and vulnerable and all of that and then this is me i'm the superhero and I'm the winner, and I'm the protagonist. But that's not a God. So how do we? So we need them to understand that. Every that's time, the world idea of making it. So when you say that, you mean like the world's way of because shaping. It's a culture thing. That 
So you're saying that people feel shy because they are seeing a lot of underdogs and they just feel like they need to go on that journey? Or I'm saying people are choosing to be shy oh. and timid because they see that that works. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. So, I so, know everybody... People, maybe by showing Christ and the scriptures and like God's ideal and plan for his people, we can help to see that that's not a better way, that's not a good place to stay or a good place to choose to be a part of. Kind of yeah. like it realizing that it's satanic. Yeah, and come out of that cultural yeah. kind of mind because it's a culture thing that's when I see it. It works. I see what you're saying. Of shy and quiet and, and everybody's like, she's so cute, she's so shy. You need to speak up more. And I, I want to speak with you later about getting out of satanic shyness. You know, people, you know, they need to, we need to understand. And oh, people, see, there's a better way. Yeah. That sounds good. I don't know how it's going to be done. Thank you. That's what I see. Okay, what would be another step to help, um, it would help people to overcome? Let them, okay, I know you, when you just came, you told us that we should come out of our comfort zone. Yeah, that's like so a you could, That helped a lot. That hit really, really, really helped Yeah. Me. Should that be a topic or a lesson? <laughs> a lesson. I think a lesson. Because that's like a huge and, thing. And it's not, okay. you didn't say I it one time it. or two times, you kept saying it, so it's like it became and a part of us. you us out of our comfort zone. <laughs> <laughs> and then we started repeating it to each other. It's like that. So it was like a watchword. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> It's good to identify as watchbirds. Yeah, so definitely. I don't know. <laughs> it's true. Okay, so that's. So we could do a lesson on that. That's good. What would be another step to help? Because if we have. Looks like we got three. Accountability. That's what I was thinking too! Choo 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 choo! When you first got here, yeah! I was thinking accountability. It's just having. Accountability is like. Having other yeah. people to support you mm-hmm. on the journey. Yeah. It's having a support group. It's like, hey, if I fail, I'm going to be held accountable by others. Right. Hey. Are you, are you going to keep going? Um, actually, we were just closing at 1.30. Oh, cool. What time is it now? 1.30. 1:30. Really? Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> it was like meant to be. And when is lunch, too? Or when do we stop class? What time? Um, 2 o'clock. Two, but Tina has to go. Oh, she has to go now. She has to go now. I have oh. to help with lunch. Oh, you have to help with lunch. Okay. Okay. What? Oh, uh, uh, should I just wait until the next class? Until Probably. Next? Okay. Sure. Um, and then you can teach some tonight. When? Oh, oh. For the mission. For, for tonight, I'm thinking, well, well she got to go, so we can talk after that. Yeah, let's do that. Let's <laughs> pray. Oh. Jana, would you like to pray for us? Thank you. Dear Jesus, we thank you for being our friend, our savior, or everything. We thank you that you kept your promise of going to prepare a place for us and sending the Holy Spirit to be our guide and to be our teacher, to help us, another comforter. Thank you. As we 
end this class we're asking that you will keep what we've learned in our minds and our thoughts and help us to see you in everything prepare our hearts to receive a blessing this evening for Wednesday night prayer meeting be with us as we go through the rest of the day help us to overcome the world because whatsoever is born of God overcome the world we want to be overcomers we want to we want to aim high and we want to do our best to bring praise and honor to you, not to self. Pride puffeth up. When pride cometh, then cometh shame, but with the Lord is wisdom. Help us to be humbled under your guidance and your care. Be with the team here and may we work together. May we go from strength to strength. And as we prepare and plan to help others, may we allow you to work on our characters, our defects. Because we don't want to be preaching to others and then they're cast away. Amen. We want to hear, well done, my good and faithful servant. Enter thou into the joy of thy Lord. So Lord, work on us, fix us, and help us to progress. Thank you in advance for what you will do for each of us. We claim your promises and we thank you in advance. This is my prayer. In Jesus' holy name, amen. Amen. Praise the Lord.